All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. I got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. Jack left town. Well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. What was that rocket? What rocket? I was just in my office and I heard a rocket. Can you describe the rocket, sir? Does this mean we're not friends anymore? DJ Nubis and DJ Neko here with you episode 96 but it's our best of 2020 more or less my best of because I'm the one that actually sits through all the work to listen to everything but uh, interesting thing about this is the last time you did like a best of show with me was actually 2015 and there's one band on our list that was had released a record that long ago mm-hmm. that was also the best of that year so we'll get to that later on but that's an interesting point is that is that's a little trivia for our listeners yeah um so how are you i'm good um i want to kind of give the listeners a little kind of insight with how anubis got me all the songs he didn't give me every song off of every album for his picks of the year. He basically, we were talking about this last episode, my car is old and we keep everything. So we had an old iPod Nano sitting around. He put about two to three songs from each album on the iPod Nano and then I have an actual iPod port in my car with the old fat iPod connector, which I plug that bad boy in, and I've been listening to all of these songs nonstop for, like, what, three weeks now? At least a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks, so I've kind of been able to get through all of the songs, a couple, all of the bands, a couple of times to give me a good feel of, you know, because sometimes... What when, they're doing, yeah, what they're about. And, and so, you know how it is, sometimes when you're driving, like, I would actually... I was listening to... Um, what band was it? Mesopotamia. Uh, Meso- yeah, it's it's a big word. It's Mesop- <laughs> Mephist- I know what it is. Mephistophelian. So I was listening to that, and I it. Some of them are long, and I just would backtrack because there are some really like 
what's the right word? Like atmospheric. It's almost atmospheric. Yeah, there's like an at. So I would like backtrack. Some bands have. They can be attends experimental or they change things up so it's like very avant garde. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was saying to like the uh, Dawn of Ouroboros, I was like really like, I was actually listening to that on the way home and I'm like, yeah, I remember listening to this. And I like to, because sometimes I, I don't give enough credit, like I'll listen to something and be like, meh, but then it'll kind of grow on you. So it's been it's been kind of interesting going through this, and I've been I do a lot of driving now because I'm always running errands and doing shit. Yeah, you know I I always fully expect you to be yay or nay with some of my picks because there are. I was thinking about it the other day though that when like doom metal is not usually your favorite, but ever I have found that like with progressive metal that it depends on the artist and like for doom if it's a little bit more up tempo you tend to like that a little bit better than say the drawn out uh slow the sludgy stuff yeah Yeah. so it it all depends um i know when it comes to black metal it's kind of the same kind of thing she likes stuff that's a bit more symphonic or straight thrashy but if it's like traditional uh you know bang your mother in the bathroom type stuff it's not really her thing well it kind of (laughs) like with with black metal um like I like Immortal only because I like their their shtick. Well, the thing about, like, we think about in terms like Emperor that, you know, we always think of them as traditional, but Emperor actually has a lot of symphonic stuff in their music. Mm-hmm. So same with Immortal. You, if you ever sat and just listened to The Heart of Winter, in the middle of that song, he's got, like, keyboards laid mm-hmm, down and mm-hmm. everything else. So they have a lot of different things going on. Plus, outside of maybe the earlier stuff from both bands... Uh, the later records they have a bit the production is a bit fuller and it's not the whole like you know raw vibe that you get like some bands will always pay homage to that when they put out records because they they like that earlier stuff that rawness about it but uh i know you and i both are a bit more uh better production a little bit bass in there um it depends like black thrash i don't mind like the rawness about because the riffs kind of make up for that so it's like you know well you see no me too like because i i really i really like absu and and that's very raw stuff so but it's like the whole time when we saw them live the drummer was like in character fully engaged and i'm like how do you do that and how do you sing and and drum and make all these like noises and it was it was amazing to me so for me when i like i try to give everything a couple of chances because sometimes like even bands i'm not super fond of like radiohead or rush um, these are these are not like you know these are bands that a lot of people like i still appreciate a lot of what they you know bring to the table like well, and I think that's kind of the the fun thing for you in a way is because you're not doing the list yourself. Like you, you would if you had the time. It, it, it's not like you don't want to do that kind of stuff. It's just you don't have the kind of time that I do. Mm, but in a man but, of leisure. But uh, but for you, it, it can be a lot of fun because you're gonna go in there and you're gonna like, okay, why is he like this? So I gotta listen to it a couple times, see what's going on here. And that's what the cool thing about it is because you were texting me like crazily last week about like, oh, this band's good. Oh, this one's good. Oh, I like this too. 
I'm like, oh, this is good. I mean, I'm scoring 100 with my wife. That's like, you don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was one. I'm like, no. Yeah. and But I think I have the track that I chose today. I'm not sure if I put it on an iPod. So maybe. Maybe you can win me over. Noob's man can win her over with this. Um, but the way we're going to do this is obviously we still have it in like three songs. Except for maybe close to the last because I have so many picks. Uh, there's like four in there, and then we're also going to start with four because of the opener uh, with Deftones. But oh, that De- Deftones was amazing, and I, it's Def. See, Deftones have been around since I was a young adult. Now that I'm a middle-aged adult, <laughs> <laughs> that it really made me. It was it was like Deftones, but it was still new. If you know what I mean, it was like a fresh take on Deftones. That's kind of how I I felt. Because I remember, um, you know, White Pony, when that came out, and I was at a Deftones concert one time, and I I don't even know why somebody was fighting, and there was blood, and I'm like, wow, Deftones, Deftones are intense. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I always kind of, like, put that little memory back in my head every time I hear the Deftones. Oh, sorry, sorry. Beep, beep. I know, I didn't silence beep, my... Beep. Didn't silence my, my phone. But uh, anyway, like we're probably going to go into each segment, talking a little bit about the bands, uh, maybe give some input after they've played. Uh, one thing that I do like about my list, and I'm kind of tooting my own horn here, is that I've had people on the Metal Tavern Forum and just, you know, another, and Facebook and social media when... I go and post my best of list. They generally like my list because I kind of think outside the box. I have stuff they never heard of. If you go onto these webzines on, online and a lot of the popular ones like Loudwire or Kerrang, uh, whatnot, they generally have like all the same top 10, top 25 albums of the year. Uh, I already kind of browsed a couple. I can't remember which sites they were, but... Ozzy's last album appeared on those uh, lists, and I'm like, you know, okay, I, you know, as far as like popularity, great. Um, personally, I thought his last album was really bad, uh, and I, I, it's like I totally understand why Ozzy went the route he did with his new record because he added a lot of input and collaborations with like modern rock bands and metal bands. So they were when when you say collaborations, they were actually playing with. Ozzy? Not in every song, but there was like okay. three or four on the on the album where it like uh, I can't remember the one band, but uh, I don't really like them. But they appeared uh, on his one of his songs, and it's like I get what Ozzy's driving at, and I'm sure Sharon's a part of that and everything else because you know you want to sell records and you want to be relevant and all this. Uh, it's just not for me, and but it's still his, his record still appeared on these best of lists now. I've had guys like Joel or Amok, you know, who, who we know for a long time. He's like, you know, I may not always like everything on your list, but I love the fact that you have stuff that I've just never heard of, and I want to check it out. So that's, along with the podcast and the radio that we do, that's the whole idea behind it all. So there is, uh, we had this first block, on which we'll talk about in a minute. There is one band in this block that Neko has not heard because I actually literally added it like a day or two ago. Oh, because, wow. So I just discovered this band and like I fell in love with the record. I actually wore the vinyl. Uh, I've been doing that with bands like in this vein that I really like with the rock vein. So 
Uh, it's actually actually the opening band. I just got their vinyl the other day, uh, Lycanthropy. So we're going to have a lot of fun with that. So we're going to begin uh, talking about a little bit of Deftones and their newest record, Ohms. Um, as Neko pointed out, this band's been around since like 95, and she was like basically a 90s girl. Mm -hmm. And so this whole like grunge and early new metal stuff was right up her alley. Limp Bizkit, Korn, etc. Deftones was right there with them. Uh, I actually discovered them more around with Around the Fur in 97, which I think that was basically their breakout record anyway. Uh, with My Own Summer was their hit off of that. Uh, you know, I do like Around the Fur and White Pony with, with certain songs and stuff like that, but it was interesting because I had kind of forgotten about them after White Pony, and so there was like these three albums they did up until uh, Ko No Yokin, which came out in 2012. And so I had to kind of go back. And I know the self-tied Deftones release in 2003 had Minerva on it, which I, I did, was familiar with that song. But when the uh, Ko No Yokin came out in 2012, um, the band started to show a bit of a post-rock uh, direction with their music. And they did that follow-up with Gore in 2016, and now Ohms is there as well. So they've got like a blend of everything they've been doing but it's more like in a post-rock format and even you know it's funny you brought up Radiohead because people have said Deftones are like the Radiohead of metal uh I'm not sure if I really see that I don't see that no um but the point is is like maybe it's because they're ever-changing and Radiohead kind of tries to do that with the shit they do um but Deftones to me are just like far superior in every way compared to Radiohead um but their latest album, Ohms, is just, again, like, the last three records for me uh, have been just perfect records. Like, I've really, really dug them. And, you know, some Deftone fans aren't as quite as happy with this sort of direction. They like the older stuff. But for me personally, um, I've loved everything they've put out the last three records. So I'm very happy with Ohms quite a bit. And you heard I it. did, too. I, had, you, I think you put three songs because yeah. <clears throat> you knew I liked Deftones already. It takes, for me, if it's a band that's a favorite of mine, you really gotta shit the bed. Like, I'll give you a, a, a good hard listen, but you really, really gotta shit the bed for me not to like your music. And I like Deftones, and they brought it. Yeah, they did. So our first band, when we go to kick off our block here, is like I said, is Lycanthropy, a uh, band from Zviden. And uh, they mix a bit of uh, psychedelic folk rock... And they have this, like, 60s, 70s uh, vibe about them. This is the band I told you was very heavily influenced by uh, Fleetwood Mac. I, and you put a, I think you put a couple of songs of theirs. And I, I told you, like, I think it depended on my mood when I was listening to it. Well, th yeah, and I think, again, this song I chose to play today, I think, I did not put on your uh, iPod. I might have. Because um, this is the closest one that I felt that was a lot like Fleetwood Mac. It, it immediately made me think of it. Uh, of them when I was playing it, so maybe you'll kind of gravitate on this one a little more than the others, but, uh, you know, but that's the thing, like, you don't like exactly everything that comes up that I put out there, so I don't think you really hated it, but you weren't really that as impressed. Yeah, this wouldn't have been, like, an album of the year for me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they do have a new record, it's called, uh, Tales to be Told, um, I really enjoyed it, if you kind of like, for me, I, lately, within the last couple of years uh 
I've really been getting to a lot of these more modern bands that are doing this old retro style like classic rock vibe and even though they have mixtures of like a little bit of doom or stoner stuff rocking there uh it still mostly has this classic rock vibe that's sort of the reason why a band like ghost can kind of resonate with me in that goes because it's doing the same thing the lyrical content obviously is different but uh, unless you're bluest or cold yeah. <laughs> uh but you know the whole idea is a lot of these newer uh, vinyls i've been getting have been bands that are kind of dabbling in this old school thought which i really love next band slift is exactly what i'm talking about this is the one that neko has not heard and it's called slipped slipped slip s-l-i-f-t okay new album is called Ummin. and again they they're they classify them as like a garage crowd doom. I don't know what that really means. Uh, I find them a lot more rock oriented, so I, I really enjoyed it. Um, kind of caught me by surprise. This happened to me a couple times whenever I do my, you know, when I get towards the end of the year. It's like I'm like, oh man, I discovered a couple more bands I got to shove into my list. This is one of these times where this band just at the last moment broke through. Um, very cool band. A uh, track I have is called Altitude Lake, so hopefully Neko digs it. <laughs> and then, of course, Astolat. And this is a progressive symphonic doom metal band out of Sweden as well. Sweden. Uh, I've, the, the, the key note here is the guy that is actually in charge of this project, and I think he believe, I believe he goes by the name of, of Faleys. Is, is that right? I can't. Aphelis, yeah. Uh, now, he wasn't going by that name on the Metal Tavern Forum when Jasmine and Lou were in charge of it. That he was a, That's how I met him, was like a few years ago when they were still doing their form of that. Um, so, when, he first introduced me to his EP, uh, The Faceless Mask, in 2013. And then, of course, uh, Ekogara, which came out in 2014. Um, to me, his project has gotten better and better and better. Now, he does have another member in there. Uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce that. He does the drums and backing vocals. I'm not sure if he was there from the beginning or not. Um, but they have a new record called The Winning Tragedy, and I just I really fell in love with it. So the track that I have for you all will be called Pathless. And uh, we're going to get started here with uh, Lycanthropy. It's a spell on me. So here we go, folks. Yes. 
We need some feedback here. Go. You're on the air. Whoa. Am I on the air? Come on, buddy. Give me the phone. <laughs> Am I speaking English? What did I just say, dipshit? Come on, buddy. No way. Shut up, Beavis. <laughs> oh, so what do you guys want? You guys are like the Lone Rangers, right? Yeah. We saw you guys at the wheel well last month. You suck. Yeah, yeah. Hey, come down here and say that, you punk. Yeah, it's straight. You can kiss my ass. Hey, why don't you guys make all the chicks get naked? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Usual yeah. crap of retards. Hey, guys. You're on TV. All right. <sighs> I love that. I forget how much I love that scene. A little clip from Airheads, uh, Brandon Frazier, uh, Steve Buscemi, and Adam Sandler, I believe. Yes. The Lone Rangers. How can you be Lone <laughs> Rangers? Do you not understand? The Lone Ranger was Lone. Oh uh, God, I sounded dumb there. Definitely a good cast, a lot of fun, good music in that uh, soundtrack and whatnot. So, okay, so the last three bands, what do you think? I the song that you put for Lycanthropy Spell on Me, you had it on my iPod and I listened to it a couple of times and you're spot on it. You get that Fleetwood Mac like feel. The Slift at first cuz it was kind of a long song and when it kind of started off kind of like spacey and <laughs> I was like, okay, if this entire song is like this, I'm going to hate it. But then it kicked in and it shifted and I was like, okay, I wouldn't give this like you because you have different score like for you a 10 this is it wouldn't be a 10 for me it would be more like seven a seven okay um but all right and then the last one astolat I I think I actually skipped the astolat stuff <laughs> that's not a surprise actually we were talking about it off air that uh, the doom metal stuff is really, like I said, like it has to kind of have an upbeat or up tempo, which will be interesting when we get to uh, Yatra in the next block because uh, they are in a similar vein, not quite. Wait a minute, Yatra is the one I think that reminded me of Absu, the guy, the the voice. One of these reminded me, and that's uh, why it made I, me. I don't think it's Yatra, but uh, either way, like what what I've been doing, the way I put this playlist together is basically we started out kind of soft with the rock stuff. Mm -hmm little bit of the doom we're gonna fight our way into some death metal and then black metal and then back into death and then finally we're gonna end up with some thrash at you the put end. a lot of thought into this yes i did uh so yeah okay so now we're gonna go into our next block and we're gonna have sonus morris which you told me you liked uh this track i'm not sure if i put it on there or not so we'll see uh yatra i do think i put this track on there Night Fighter, which isn't really... That's actually... Night Fighter kind of kicks off our more up-tempo speedy stuff. So it, Night Fighter is kind of like a heavy, thrashy type I like I like Night Fighter. Yeah, so uh, we're going to start getting into some really uh, fast shit here soon. But Sonus Mortis, uh, it's a symphonic death doom metal band out of Ireland. And it uh, looks like it is a one-man project, which I did not know until now. Uh, so you learn something new every day. <laughs> but this is one of the records, uh, Hold This Mortal Club was actually one of the records earlier in the year that I gravitated to and, and put on my list right away. So uh, that just shows you how long that this particular band has been on my list uh, all year. And I've been playing various things from it. 
Uh, I know he's high-fived my uh, post when I tag him. So that's good that he's uh, paying attention to that because I like his shit. Now, granted, I, he has like three other records and I have not heard those. So I'll have to do some research and go back and check those out for sure. Um, but it's cool coming from Ireland, though. Yatra, I have spoken of before. Mm-hmm. They're out of Ocean City, Maryland. That's right. Yes. Uh, Lo- love to our home state. Yep. I uh, chat with them occasionally. The the singer and the bassist, I think they're a couple. Uh, in fact, uh, let, me, let me check the singer. Uh, well, Dana. Yeah. He's a, he's a vocals and a guitarist. And, like, he has, like, a full body tattoo stuff going on like he's the one that's always in his thong and like he shows the pictures and oh he's doing like the whole like japanese full body <laughs> yeah. tattoo thing oh yeah oh yeah. wow he's, he's got a lot of work uh but it's really beautiful stuff uh but you know and maria the bases uh like i said i think they are a couple uh but they're very cool i'm very uh they're very active on facebook and social media so whenever uh, we chat over here about different things. So they're very cool, very humble people. I want to get out and have us check them out one time. Uh, there are stoner- well, let's let's let this virus die down. Right. I mean, right. we're already we're already coming up on uh, we're coming up on Maryland Death Fest twenty twenty one, which was scheduled for May, and because Corona twenty twenty was canceled. And now they're kind of alluding to they don't know what's going to happen with 2021, and it's probably going to be... They're saying there's like this little light hope that 2021 happens, but they're more likely leaning into 2022, which, you know... See, the problem is is they've already booked all of these things inside of venues that are closed indoors. And in the city of Baltimore right now, you are only allowed to have 25% capacity. Well, they've sold more than 25% capacity for these venues. So their idea, and I, they don't know if they can um, pull it off. Is to go back outside. Is to go back outside to one of the, because there's like this big public. Is that what they were planning to do for 2021? Okay. So, so that's, were, that's a little glimmer of light. Yeah, and, and they said if it, if it can't work out, then it's going to be definitely for 2022. But the thing is, the problem with being outside is there are very strict um, yeah, noise ordinances, and you have to be oh, that's done not, that's by not, 11. Yeah, but that's not even the biggest problem. The biggest problem is you if we don't have the vaccine stuff going on by then, you, people aren't going to be able to mosh. Like, you can't, like, they're still going to be looking at us like, oh, you're all mixing. And, mm-hmm. and uh, on top of that, right now, Maryland itself, if you are coming in from even another state, not just outside of the country, you have to quarantine for 10 days. And we're not 100% sure what the U.S. is going to say about people coming from the U.K., especially because of the new super coronavirus strain that's coming out of there. So it's all kind of like being tossed around right now. And a lot of these bands do come from Europe and from other states. So you're going to have to ask these bands, like, unless the numbers come down and and they lift these these re- regulations you're gonna have to ask these bands to get here 10 days or a lot of these bands come in and leave they come in for a day or two and they leave well, some are on other tours so they'll exactly be through, but so you have to have them come in for 10 days quarantine and then leave 
Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Anyway, Yatra, uh, I had been uh, kind of into them since their 2019 release. I get they released two records in 2020. So, Blood of the Night earlier this year I listened to, uh, and of course All Is Lost was recently, um, which I really really liked. So, they were they are kind of improving as I talk as well because even though I like all three records, All Is Lost is my favorite by far right now. So. Uh, they did a lot of different things on this one compared to the first two that I kind of felt, so especially vocally. So, uh, uh, All Is Lost is a lot of fun. I'm actually using the title track in this block, which is my favorite off of the album. So hopefully you all enjoy it too. I know Netco heard it. And then, of course, uh, we're going to end with Night Fighter. Unholy Sepulchre is their newest release, and actually it's their debut. Stealing that from somebody. Uh... It's a one-man project. <laughs> I have a habit of this. I think uh, you recognize people who, I don't want to say have, like, musical genius, but that's just the best way to put it. If you, if it's a one-man project and you can conceptualize everything from lyrics, guitars, drums, etc., it's it's kind of amazing. Just kind of like Nuno. Like, he's always putting something together. Right, and we'll see some of his stuff later. <laughs> but th that's the thing, and I think... When I think about, like, I don't have any musical talent, but if I was, I think I would do it a lot, the way a lot of these guys do. Because but that's, you see it. You hear it. Right. And that's what I'm saying is, like, when these guys put their projects together. I would have never known that this was a one-man project. Me either. Because for me, I'm listening to it, and I'm getting these. I'm, I'm picturing. I think it's like four or five yeah, guys dudes just shredding. Up there, they're shredding up on stage. No, it's this one guy shredding on every instrument in his, in his like, and mixing it himself. It's right. crazy. Yeah. So, out of uh, United Kingdom, uh, Inculto, I don't know if they pronounce that right, but... Um, the Unholy Sepulcher album. Oh, they're in Glasgow? Yeah. Uh, very, very good record. And we're going to, that's like I said, that's where it's going to start picking it up. The song I got for you is called Traitor's Grave. But we're going to kick off now with some Stonus Mortis. This is Metamorphosis. And you said this is one that I, I said I liked? Uh, it's a band you liked. I uh, don't know if you heard this track, but uh, you did tell me this is one of the bands you liked. So here we go. And it's a one man project. Rats of magic 
Alright, Night Fighter. I really like the Night Fighter. I'm feeling like I'm going in the pit. You know I don't go in the pit because I'm just a little shrimp. Traitor's Grave. Kind of interesting. That opening riff rhymed a little bit of uh, Motley Crue's Livewire. I, yeah. I doubt it was influenced by that, but uh, it sounded a little bit like that before going to its own thing. But great, great record, great song. So, what'd you think of those three tracks, Neko? Um, I like them all. Like, I definitely would put Night Fighter up there. Like, that would be a 10 for me. It's hard for me with Yatra. Like, <laughs> I don't, it's hard for me to give it a number. Because I feel like I listened to a couple of Yatras and I liked it. I don't know. I, I, I. You'd probably have to dig a little bit more. I would into have it. to dig more into it. I um, I did. I did like it, and I did like uh, Sonus Mortis too. I I'm not saying I did not like it, but like I have a feeling that if you did like a best of year, it'd probably be your list would probably be a lot shorter than mine. <laughs> but that's okay. Because we well, see with you for the longest time, you would just go on your blog and you would literally just do your reviews and your blog kind of started off for you as a way to remember and mm -hmm. I, I don't know mm -hmm. if you're still doing that like just so you can remember but you should probably keep doing that just no that that's again just a lot more work really? you just do. don't want to get into yeah but I I just I remember you doing that and you would be like a perfect 10 and I for me I don't know how I would pick like I mean, oh well, there there are other albums that I think that probably would end up on your list and and close to mine. Like other albums, I thought were like I would say like nine out of ten was like Warbringers, new one, A Testament's new one. Uh, those are all very good records. I think, and I would put them over some of the stuff that you right, picked. right, and that's and but you've always been kind of like more of a thrashy girl and stuff like that. So I'm thrashy, I'm thrashy. thrashy. So, Which is why you like Night Fighter, because it has that yeah. very thrashy vibe. I loved it. Alright. So, uh, okay, so our next block is going to feature Black Curse, Invictus, A Feather and Bone. So we're going to start getting into some death metal here. Black Curse, I think, is a little bit... Uh, that is death metal, so I, that has like a little bit of black in it, but maybe not. Oh, I... I was... I don't know. <laughs> This is the one that you're like. This is the one I said no. Yeah, I did. I didn't like it. I'm sorry, Black Curse. I, I feel so bad for saying that. I know you loved it, but like I said, this is a song I don't think I put on your. Okay, so let me have let me have another second opinion. Right. I just remember as soon as I heard Black Curse, I was at a stoplight and I I just texted you Black Curse. No. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly what it was. Uh, they're out of Denver, Colorado, which oh, I did not know. Oh, no, no, now I have to change my decision. <laughs> Bronco fans in the house. <sighs> Damn it. I have no idea if the band's at all in the football, so it doesn't really matter. But uh, I am from Aurora, Colorado, so the fact that this band hails out of Denver is cool as shit. Uh, then, of course, uh, well, when we talk about their album, Endless Wound is their debut. Um I think I would love to try to find this one on cassette, but I think everything is sold out, so I have no idea if, like, it's something that I can find later on. We'll have to always see what they do with that. Um, this next record uh, was one from earlier this year as well. Is that, like, 
Sonus Mortis and Invictus were the first two albums of the year that I put on my list, and it was like probably January or February. So, uh, The Catacombs of Fear, this band out of Japan, a trio of guys. Uh, this shit hits hard. It's a lot of fun. Catacombs of Fear is a great death metal for all of you to enjoy that kind of thing. And, of course, a Feather and Bone was a more recent one, again, from Denver, Colorado. I did not do that on purpose. It's just how it is. Um, this band has kind of taken... Uh, they started out as hardcore punk and have now ended up in death metal. Uh, I new- think I like them. I, I can't remember. You probably did. This We're all getting into like, the death metal stuff, so... Outside maybe what you heard before, Black Curse, maybe you might change your mind, maybe not. Uh, Invictus and then Feather and Bone is right up your alley, usually. Uh, new record by Feather and Bone, Sulfuric Disintegration, came out this year. Uh, just I, It kind of caught me off guard. I wasn't really expecting too much, and then when I listened to it, I was like, hmm, jerky, jerky, jerky. Uh, <laughs> splooge! You're like, woo! Yeah, so... Uh, this is also a trio. Again, I didn't do this on purpose. It's just how it is. <laughs> just how it worked out, I guess. So, we will get started now with Black Curse. And a song from that record, Endless Wound, is called Seared Eyes.
well, apart from grindcore. And death metal is kind of like that. And deathcore, screamo, porno, grind, black metal, mathcore, <laughs> thrash, and mortalcore, but apart from those. It's just not my thing. I don't really get it. All right, DJ Anubis. And DJ Neko. Back with you, Metal Tavern Radio, doing our best of 2020. Mm-hmm. So, Neko, what did you think of the last three bands? So, you know... Invic- you, know. you know. When Invictus came on, I was like, yes, 10, 10. This, that's my kind of, like... Yeah, it was like... It was like this pause, and all of a sudden, when some of the riffs started happening, she's like, the head just started going down. <laughs> You're like, yeah, that's her, that's her jam. I don't know if Black Curse's song Seared Eyes was on my iPod that you... But it still didn't do anything for you? It... I really, like, it wasn't terrible. Like, I wouldn't put it, like... One to ten, what is it? Six. Okay. That's about what I thought you might, might, might rate it. Okay. Uh, Feather and Bone, obviously, uh, considered a death metal band, also from Colorado. Although that song is interesting, which is great because it just flows into everything else we're doing in the next couple blocks. It has almost like a black metal feel to it because it had the blast beats and the, uh, the vocals were very much in that vein. So kind of interesting uh, version of death metal there. Uh, but cool band, what would you think of them? Yeah, she likes it. They were pretty good. Um, not the next two as, blocks not as good were... as not as good as Invictus. I yeah, like well, Invictus is a little more straightforward, uh, which makes sense because when you talk about like death metal, like Carcass, Suffocation, like Neko is all into that kind of stuff. So like so far out of all of our, our bands that we've gone through, like if I'm just gonna say yay or nay, and this does not like. I'm a nobody, so don't take this personally if anybody's hey, everyone's listening. Everyone's a top band. That's what this is all about because it's you know we're discussing these bands, and even though the list is belongs to me, that's the great thing about you is you're giving a counterpoint view to everything that's being discussed. So for me, something like Deftones would have made my list. Um, Invictus definitely would have made my list, and. Night, Night Fighter. Fighter would have made my list. Everything else would be a nine or below, but definitely Deftones, Night Rider, and Invictus. A Feather and Bone is not bad, it's but it's like perfect, it's perfect. not. But it would be more like a nine to me, not okay. quite the best. The best. All right, so now we've got a couple blocks coming up. Now we will just go through three first and then talk and then go to the other three. So this is all going to be like black metal stuff. So um, the first band in this next block is uh, Winter Follette from United Kingdom. Uh, I got into them in 2012 with the Threnody of Triumph. Um, and so they play just black metal, but they sing about ancient Brit- British history, Anglo-Saxon literature, etc., nature and landscapes. I can't remember if it was the Halloween of Herodom or the Dark Hereafter. One of these records, they started, they did like a total acoustic thing, and I wasn't really into it. But uh, the Trinity of Triumph, the divina- Divination of Antiquity. Antiquity? Antiquity. Yes. Uh, and of course, now their new one, The Re- Reckoning Dawn, is all like perfect records for me. So 
Uh, this That's is a, kind of awesome. Yeah, this band does a lot of great things. Uh, I've seen like YouTube visit them doing live stuff, and they're really good. Uh, so we're going to get a taste of the new record here soon. Uh, next band is Don of Ouroboros. Uh, Neko came back and was discussing that with me. I was actually listening to that on my way back um, from my mom's tonight. Um, it, it was... I don't know what song it was I was listening to because the way that it like shows some of the songs are long. Yeah, it was a very long song, and it, the way it shows up on my on my screen, it'll say like like your screen is fancy on your car. And it's you, not that it, fancy. It's touch but... screen, and it shows you mine. You have to like hit info, 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 to, to get the full, yeah. and it'll be like, <laughs> Dawn of Ouroboros, and I didn't know what song it was, because it shows the song, and it shows the title of the, um, the record, too, so... Did it show the title of the song? Because I don't remember ever doing that. You have to hit info okay. a couple of times to show it. Um, so yeah, their, their debut record, The Art of Morphology... Uh, came out this year, and even on archives, it's rated as ninety five percent. So that shows you how good they are. Of course, it's just one review, but but with, it's, with, it's, with me, it makes it two. Yeah, I didn't and review it, well, it, I I I honestly don't know if I would give it a a ten, but I might give it a nine. I thought it was very cool and atmospheric. Yeah. So um, playing progressive post black death metal. Um, I bought their vinyl. I think I bought some stickers too. We got around here somewhere in the den. Um, you know how I am about these stickers. I want. But yeah, them. I was kind of going through when I first was listening to them. I was like, well, "This is really cool," and then I realized that Chelsea, the singer, does a mixture of both clean and yes, rough vocals. Yes, yes, I I so, loved that. Yeah, and that did that caught me by surprise. Initially, I thought there was two singers, but it's just her. Now there might be some backing vocals that might be involved in there. I don't know, but uh, I do believe she does both the growls and the clean singing. So that that was really cool. If if it's two people, then they are the most perfectly timed people because well, judging by this, it doesn't say anything about backing vocals, but I'm sure there's some in there just because you know archives isn't always on top of everything. But either way, it doesn't matter. Like she's great, uh, and the band is great. They put a lot of great compositions together and all that. Uh, we talked about before the show when we first got into the show. How uh, the last time you did a show with me was 2015. And at that time, it was a record called Ascension from Amnesis. And you were really into that. Like, that's one of those cases where she was like, oh, I like this band a lot. And I think she was just cleaning the house that day and listening to it on the iPod uh, when I put the stuff on there. So she was kind of digging it. Uh, they put Ab Reaction out this year. It's got a really high score in uh, archives as well. Um... I wasn't sure if I was going to end up liking it because, I mean, we're talking like five years from the last record, so I wasn't sure how it was that going to happens. be. That happens. Look what happened with... Uh... But that's that's the cool thing about it is it, it shows that they put a lot of effort into it. Uh, you know, even though it's been a long time, they took a lot of time to make sure it was right, got it right, and it came out very beautiful. Uh, as usual, like they did with Ascension, they've, they've mixed a lot of, like their riffs and black metal with a little bit of acoustic uh, melodic stuff in there as well, which I really, really like about it. So they're going to be in this uh, block as well. But we're going to kick it off, though. Winter for Lith, A Hostile Fate, The Wayfarer Part 4. 
You ready for this shit? I'm ready for this.
back. We're back. You are so right about Amnesius. I forgot that I like this song because I, I think I listened because a, I think I listened to it like one of the first ones, and I'm like, oh yeah, I really like this. So I'm going to agree a lot with Amnesius as a 10 out of 10 perfect album. And then before that we had Donovan Boris. Ouroboros, uh, Lunar, Cathexis, and then before that, Winter for Last, A Hostile Fate. Comments? So, I, I'm i going to go backwards out of that little block where it's going to be like Amnesis is the best, Dawn of Aborus is second place, and Winter Filleth is third place. So, I'm judging there's probably so far what we play like four records you consider in your 10 yeah. or 10 Yeah, okay, so right now it's Deftones. Um, Night Fighter, Invictus, Invictus, and Amnesis. Cool. At least doing something right. Well, at least for the other ones, you kind of like. I think Black Earth is probably your least favorite of all of them. And you actually, you'd probably spend a little more time with. It's just my. It's just not my style, and that's the only thing. It's just not my style. Alright, so in our next block, it's a little bit more black metal coming your way. Uh, each band, though, is a solo artist. No, uh Not by purpose. I didn't. The way that I arranged this was purely by coincidence. Uh, so it's kind of funny it worked out that way. So we played some Inqu Inquisition probably like two or three weeks ago uh, from the new record, Black Mass for a Masquerade, and of course we discussed, uh, the main guy, Dagon. Now, he does have a drummer who does the drums for his stuff, but Dagon writes and plays all the other instruments in it. But of course he has the other shit in his personal life with, uh, the kitty porn stuff and like that. That's right! Yeah, so, but as a band, um, you know, I really wasn't as big on them as some of my friends were like Crash who was here on our last episode he was a big Inquisition fan uh, with his earlier stuff I haven't really been as big on them but when I heard the new record I'm like wow this is just some amazing shit so eventually I'll probably go back and try to check out some of the earlier stuff that he's done uh, to see if it connects with me more um, then we have Zero None of course our good friend Nuno uh, he calls himself Void, uh, or Vo ID on this. Is That's his, like, persona for this. Uh, but Nuno is from Portugal, and uh, he has some other projects he's done, which I love immensely, of course. Um, Nuno's very talented. He I like how he takes... I, I always want to be like, he, he'll be in a mood, and he's like, you know what? That, it's, I'm, that's just, a, I'm just gonna do something new. That's exactly how he is. Like he he actually got to a point where he was just kind of like at a having a block. Like he was like, man, do I want to continue this? He, he's a family guy. I've seen the pictures. Yeah, oh stuff. yeah, I have too. And uh, you know, he he just got to a point. He's like, you know, plus it's kind of frustrating for him because he, like all artists, he wants to try and make money off of this, but. <laughs> Problem with metal is it's not really lucrative. It's very in terms niche. Of, right. So unless you're like a mainstream band like Avenged Sevenfold or Mastodon or whatever, you're not really going to make a lot of money at this, uh, especially black metal. It's it's not something that's really in the mainstream. However, the one thing I've always loved about Nuno is that 
he finds ways to reinvent himself uh, musically. And even though he still does a lot of stuff that's in the black metal vein and avant-garde and experimental and all this, uh, this is just one more project that he's done that basically has just turned everything on its face and he's like created this monster of three EPs that he released this year uh, called the Shamanic Trilogy and it's part one, part two, and part three. Mm -hmm. And... uh, each one I just grew and grew more and more to like. Um, it, there really is no particular one that's better than the other. That's why I ended up grouping the whole trilogy together instead of separating them. Mm-hmm. Because it's all good. I actually uh, bought this on a CD I think they're making. They actually He's actually creating CDs for these. Uh, I would love to have like a cassette of this stuff, but that's kind of hard to do when some of his songs are pretty lengthy. You need uh, like a double cassette. You need almost triple for him. Um, however, uh, his work is amazing as usual, and uh, I'm so glad to have added his uh, project here this year. Um, it's been a little while, just because even though some of his other projects have been really good, they really didn't fall into my best of list uh, for one reason or another, but uh, this shamanic trilogy did, and it's very great. So you're gonna hear some of that. I'm gonna take a uh, song from the third uh, EP uh, and give it all to you. And then we have Door Black. Uh, this is another band uh, or artist, I should say, from Belarus. And uh, Ooh, Belarus. He, this was one of those records, like some of the other ones in our list it just kind of caught me off guard wasn't expecting anything from it and then when i listened to it i was like oh this is really really fucking good uh so the his debut release deep water still run uh is in our best of here and i don't know you never i don't know if you even comment on this you may recognize it when you listen to it or not but um we'll see how it goes however we're going to kick it off with inquisition this is called Majesty of the Expanding Tomb. Do you know who else is for Belarus? Who? Danny. That's right. Her former friend and boss. Well, he's still my friend, but he was my friend. No, he's not. He's my friend. He's my friend.
play all? I mean, do you actually play all these, or...? Well, I play them and I cherish them. Mm -hmm. This is the top of the heap right here, there's no question about it. Look at the, look at the flame on that one. Yes. I mean, it's just, it's quite unbelievable. This, this one is just, uh, it's perfect, 1959, uh, you know, it just, you can, uh, listen. How much is just this? Just listen for a minute. I'm the not, sustain, listen to it. I'm not hearing anything. You would, though, if it were playing, because yeah. it really, it's famous for its sustain. I mean, you can yeah. just hold it. Well, I mean, so you'd have to pull. Ah, you can go, go and have a bite. No, nah, you'd still yeah. be hearing that one. Yeah. Can you hold it sustain? Yeah, sure. This one, this, of course, is a custom three pickup. Paul, this is my radio unit. Oh, so I, I see. strap this, this piece on. You know, right down in here, when I'm on stage. It's you know, a wireless. Wireless, exactly. Yeah. And uh, I can play without all the mac You can run out. anywhere on exactly stage with I, that. Oh, no, this is special too. It's a, look, see, still got the uh, the old tagger on it. See, never even played it. See, you just bought it. Don't touch it. I, don't well, touch I, I it. Wasn't gonna, I wasn't going to no touch one, it. No, don't touch it. I was it. just pointing at it. I, well, don't point even. Don't it even point. Be, no, it can't be played. Never. I mean, I can. Can I look at it? No. No, you've seen enough of that one. This is a top to a. You know what we use on stage, but it's very, very special because if you can see, yeah, the numbers all go to eleven. Look, right across the board, oh. eleven, oh, eleven, and most of eleven, these and then amps go up to ten. Exactly. Does that mean it's louder? Is it any louder? Well, it's one louder, isn't it? It's not ten. You see, most most blokes, you know, be playing at ten. You're on ten here, all the way up, all the way up, yeah. all the way up. You're on ten on your guitar. Where mm. can you go from there? Where? I don't know. Nowhere, exactly. What we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Put it up to 11. 11, exactly. One louder. Why don't you just make 10 louder and make 10 be the top number and make that a little louder? These go to 11. These go to 11. They go to 11. That's our next step up. Little piece there from Spinal Tap. This is Spinal Tap. We love Spinal Tap. Yeah, gotta love that classic uh, movie there. Mm -hmm. All right, so what'd you think? Door Black Zero Nine Inquisition. <laughs> I guess you liked Inquisition. You didn't mention anything about it. Um, obviously, Zero Nine Door Black was a little harder for you to get into. Which one did I say, like, I like the beginning of it better than I like the end of Zero it? Zero Nine. Yeah. Okay. And that's Nuno's, right? Yeah. So, oh, I get it. Nuno. Zero None. It's backwards. <laughs> Nuno. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm so dumb. So, yeah, I really liked... <laughs> what? I, it, it actually isn't his... I mean, it is his name backwards, but that's not why he made that name. He explained it to me and I kind of forgot, but uh, I just now dawned on me it was the same thing, so it's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> but see, he's like that, that's what I'm saying. He, he, and that's why the song... Like, the song at the end, it was like... The beginning I really was getting into, and then I'm like, is this still the same song? That's what the problem is for me with a lot of stuff that get that like kind of gets a little too much. Well, he's very experimental and avant-garde, so you're going to get a lot of that craziness that comes with it. Well, it wasn't even so crazy. It was just like, it, it felt like it took a left turn, and I'm like, literally, I was like, is this the same song? And you're like, yeah. And I, I was like, it just, it didn't even sound the same to me, which is fine. But, like, 
you know, you know. How just I, not your vibe. You know how I am. I was like really digging the beginning, and I'm like. So what was your issue with Door Black? Because I, I really love the pianos in there. And... It was like a nine-minute-long song or some <laughs> shit. I don't know. It was actually six. It, I, I tried to make these reasonable <laughs> as possible for you because you know some songs could go like 13 minutes. I didn't want to do that. It was okay. Nothing in here was the thing that, like... No 10 out of 10. Yeah, it, nothing was bad, but it wasn't, like, 10 you, out of 10. You definitely prefer, like, the first group compared to this one. Uh, let's see. So far, we've got Deftones. We've got Night Fighter. Invictus. Invictus. Amenesis. And so, out of this group, it's definitely going to be... Inquisition. That was the one I said kind of reminds me a little bit of, like, Immortal, a little bit. It's going to be... Or maybe there's none in there that you feel like... Well, see, I liked Oh None. Zero None, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Zero None. Until, like, the last Part. minute and 30 seconds. and I, So that was my favorite one. But then, again, it just confused me. I thought we were on to the next song, and... That's the only thing, and I know I'm not smart enough to get these progressive avant-garde things because I know. Well, no, the, the other, I know like Psy is like a big deal too, and I'm like I I don't well, get Psy. But this this is the disadvantage of what you've got to deal with because when I went to put your nano together and I could only fit because there was so much music, I only fit like three songs from each band, so I had to be kind of picky about what I chose. And so you haven't like the Zero None trilogy is probably like. I don't know, nine songs or so. So you haven't even heard like most of the records. So that that's part of the problem too, is that maybe like, I'm not getting in it in its full like, right, capacity. Like, with a lot of these you're like, you know I mean some are simple. Night Fighter and Victus you'd probably like the entire record with no problem because they're all kind of your standard mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, but with some of these other records they get a little more uh, you know, progressive and they change things up like Zero None does and whatever. So all right. Into our next What do block. we have next? We are going to begin our death metal trip again. So I, I, I listen to Putrepile. I listen to Mephistophelian. 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 And I listen to Ingested. And they all were kind of like my jam. My jam. So. My Jimmy Jam. My Jimmy Jam. So it's it's kind of like my thing if you know what i mean oh yeah that's not again it's not to say that the last block was bad i don't want anyone to think i'm saying that you know it's all opinion it's it literally in my opinion means nothing i i just mine doesn't either but <laughs> i make it believe i am yeah, you're, you're the dj <laughs> i'm the dj assistant but for me a lot of times, again, when you get a little progressive or avant-garde, it it kind of, like, loses me. Well, and that's the thing. And that's always been the thing with you with not, like, with progressive metal. Like, you don't like the uber wankery or the stuff that gets, like, so technical that it loses its feel for you. So, it makes sense that, like, when it comes to experimental, like, there, there are things in experimental black metal that I really, really like, and... 
Nuno does a really good job with like doing those kind of things. So that's why I connect with it. But I understand with you again, it's always going to be about the straight lace stuff, like you know, Death Black or Death Thrash, Black Thrash stuff like that. That's more in your vein or Symphonic Black, you know, more straightforward stuff. So Inquisition was a little bit more straightforward. So out of the three, you probably enjoyed that a little more than the other two. Uh, even though you may have liked parts of the other two, that's the thing. So, I think with me too, and I've I've mentioned this before. Sometimes all you need is a good shtick or stage show, and I'm hooked. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want the the G word ghost. <laughs> like <laughs> the ghost, G word. but even not okay. Amon Amarth, they're out there playing their music, but then they incorporate like a really cool stage show they got the fucking viking ship they've got meanir they've got loki coming out uh king diamond like theatrics yeah the theatrics of things even alice cooper when we i'm like yeah he beheaded himself and he's got the whip and he's doing the alice cooper thing and even Judas Priest, he's, he's uh, Rob Halford's out on his motorcycle. He's got a thousand yeah, costume but, changes. Yeah, that's the thing about metal in general. Like you, you can have the theatrics, but if there's no connection to the music itself, then it's kind of pointless. But see, for me, it gives me a connection to the music. Well, and that's the thing, though. Like we talked about with Yatra, like we haven't seen him like it, so you may actually end up liking them more. You see him live, like I've I've had that happen where I've gone. Well, that's what that's what you said. Why you were so surprised? Why I like Prospector so much? Um, with Absu, yeah. With Absu, because I had never heard Absu, and this is what made it good. This is why I'm saying I had never ever heard Absu ever in my life. I see them live for the first time, and I'm like, mind blown, <laughs> fucking amazing. Because, and it wasn't even like this, you know fucking fireworks going off or anything it was just the Daylight. way it wasn't even like we saw him again like and jacks i think years a couple of years later but uh yeah mdf it was all in the daylight and you know they just there was no, no i think we saw him at jacks first and then we no, saw no. them and MDF. Was at MDF. are you sure yeah are you sure because that's when you first mentioned about his vocals and his character it, it's just like how can you have that much personality when you're sitting behind a drum set and you're singing and you're like doing like <laughs> like it's really hard to do that and that I had a lot of respect for him so so sometimes for me seeing a band live for the first time except for beneath the barrier to me well, keeping in tradition with the one-man show. Actually, Future Pile is actually a one-man show. Uh, then we got Mephistophelian out of uh, Slovenia with their debut, Enotos, uh, which I fell in love with. And, of course, Ingested I've always loved, and they're from the United Kingdom. Uh, I love them a lot. And, of course, they released their new record, Where Only Gods May Tread, this year. So... You're getting a full blast of some death metal coming your way, and Putrid Pile's here with Death Waits for No One.
DJ Anubis and DJ Neko. Our best of 2020. Closing that block out with some uh, ingested Follow the Deceiver. See, that was my kind of block. I know that sounds... <laughs> well, I think everything from this point on to the end is going to be your shit. Well, because I know I really like the next song a lot. Well, everything a from here on out is going to be like a death thrash or a black thrash. It's all in that vein, so you're going to have a lot of uh, good stuff coming your way. Um, so, okay, so ingested... My Feast of Feeling and Future Pile, that's all good stuff right now. Is any of those you would think maybe in your best of list or just high marks? <laughs> maybe Ingested. I think that's my favorite out of the three. I, so, like, I, I don't dislike the... Again, like with the last three, there's nothing like I'm saying I dislike it. But it wasn't like a, a my my favorite. But these three are kind of more my style. But ingested kind of got the gold medal. Race to the finish. Yeah, and like maybe the the others were like a silver medal. So for so far, for me, out of your out of your picks, we've got Deftones. We've got Night Fighter. We've got Invictus. Uh, Amnesius and Ingested. So I think you, you've put together a really comprehensive and kind of exploratory list where it's not all the same, same, same. It's different styles, it's interesting, and I mean, that's just you though. You like so much, like, different music yeah it's you know and that's the thing like obviously now over the past year since we're doing the podcast and you've been more involved uh you know probably this going forward will be a yearly thing for us to do something like this i you know i've had i have lists from the past five i love so that you were going back and looking at your old lists. yeah and you know it's just it's nice to get your input on it because I always wonder what you would have said on some of the other best of lists from the other years, but either way. Well, I mean, last year I wasn't even in the country. Right, <laughs> right. So, you know, that was always an issue. So, uh, it's cool to get your input here and have you talk about it and whatnot. So, I'm glad and I hope the people that are going to listen to this are going to be excited about it. And the same way, like, that's the whole point, is to bring you different stuff that you may not have heard or might be outside of your comfort zone. Uh, whatever, but uh, hopefully you enjoy it. Now, a few months back, we had a nice phone interview with my boy Josh. Oh, Josh. Josh Hansen, and I think he's in Florida now, but either way, he had been part of Summer's End uh, back in the early 2000s uh, with John from Nomas. I remember, I didn't even know it was the same Josh. I was like, it's the same, it's little Josh. Yeah, all grown up. He's all grown up. Um, but he got part and part of this project called Atomic Werewolf, uh, headed by Carmen Ugaro, uh, out of Jersey, and also this project had a lot, a lot of different collaborators in this uh, that put it together. Um, but I'm going with the more familiar names for me and you. With Carmen, Josh, and of course Pat Henry mm -hmm. uh, from Swashbuckle, who Neko actually has a picture with 
from that band. Yes. <laughs> Doing the little hook. So uh, they had put together this nice little project called Atomic Werewolf. Now, I'm a sucker for werewolves in general because yeah. that's my favorite creature. Uh-huh. So if you can put good music to a cool fucking name, yeah, I'm all in. You just like lycanthropy? Yes. It's it's all part of the thing. It's, it's all, my thing. It's all part of... <laughs> But they uh, put out a, a self-released or self-titled album this year. Uh, it's a combination of uh, heavy metal, thrash, a little bit of crossover in there. Um, We're werewolves, not swearwolves. Yeah, and they play across. You know, a lot. A lot of the songs are all kind of about that. You got Werewolf Dundee, Bear Wolf, Like and Subscribe, Wolfman's Got Nards, uh, American Wolf, it, and you. I I'm. I love this album. Yeah, it's I, so I, much This fun. is already one of my... I don't even need to just... You just know it's in your I, I love... This is a 10. <laughs> so the other band, uh, second band we're going to be playing in this block is Shrapnel from UK. I've actually been in this band for a little while. And I think I like this. Mm. I And I, I know I like the next one too because I, I said to you in one of my text messages because for whatever reason on the iPod... Black Curse played, and then Witches played. Yeah, so Shrapnel, uh, I really love Palace of the Insane, which came out this year. I lean just a tad bit on their 2014 release, The Virus Conspires. That was the first record I just really latched onto and loved the shit out of. Uh, but even uh, Raised on Decatur's second record was a solid nine for me, I think. So they have not put out any shitty releases, period. Uh, so they're great uh, thrash metal from the UK. As Neko pointed out, Witches from France. Now, I've learned some things here. Uh, one, I did not realize the singer was female, Sybil, so that's kind of cool. Um, mainly because I don't really watch a whole lot of videos all the time, so I apologize if I just kind of like in the dark about that. But I did love... Uh, the record, uh, The Fates, which came out this year, and it's very cool. Now, the other thing I, I learned is the band has been around since 1988 as far as, like, demo work. Uh, in 94, they released their first record, and then, like, it's been, like, a, a period of time. So 2007 was their second record, and now here we are in 2020 with their third. So I don't know if they're all involved in, like, other projects and maybe this is just something they collaborate on like when they get time which mm -hmm. that, that does happen uh but they put a lot of great work into it and even uh some of their older albums have some pretty high marks on the middle archive so uh there's nothing rated yet for their fates album on this one but i know that myself and mr grant from metal mania loved it as well so if you saw uh earlier this summer we did a little collaboration on that and uh, we gave our inputs on that record. So they both of us ended up liking that record a lot. Uh, yeah, so Neko I know is going to like a lot of this. Uh, like I said, the rest of it's all up her alley. So <laughs> we're going to get started. Atomic Werewolf Meteor Shower. Meteor. Meteor. <laughs>
turning down a little bit, old timer. I can't hear myself. Jesus. Fucking hippie ain't gonna make it. So tell him. Listen to me. There's only room for one guitar player in this band, and that's me. So why don't you uh, pack up your toys and go home? Okay, I was here first. All right, Tommy, tell him. Nikki, come on. Really? You're gonna listen to this old dude over me? And fuck you guys, man. You shitty fucking band. <laughs> so how old are you, Nick? Uh <laughs> <laughs> A little clip there from the dirt, the little uh, Motley Crue Motley Crue movie. Uh, was actually well done, actually. I don't know, like, how close they were getting to the, the shenanigans the band was doing, but uh, they tried to cover a lot of ground, obviously, and uh, the actors that portrayed them all were quite good. Did a good job. I liked it. So, we know which is Shrapnel and Atomic Werewolf. Any of those records end up on your best of list? Definitely Atomic Werewolf. I think uh, Witches and Shrapnel were like nine inches. Okay. I I did like I did like the it, It's hard for me sometimes because It's okay. You can have more than one on your list. I know. <laughs> I know. But sometimes like when you group it like this, mm -hmm. it's like a bunch of stuff that I like, so I'm like in my euphoric. Ah. Right. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, I knew you'd like Atomic World a lot. I mean, you did before. Mm -hmm. So that definitely, I knew that was going to end up. I think if you probably listen, like like I said, like, your list would probably be a lot of thrash. That That's just a guess. Like I said, I just brought up Testament and Warbringer, who had very good records this year. And I think I would have picked them. Right, so they probably would have been in your list as well. Uh, I was thinking about... There was a band uh, back when we did the 2015 one, a band called Forted, with the album Nine, and I remember you also speaking up on that, how much you liked that. They put out a new record this year. I was not really happy with it, for the most part. It just didn't connect with me. But I'm almost tempted to like put both records on the Nano and let you listen to them just to see where I mean, you're like, at with it. Like, which one? Well, I just I'm curious what your thoughts. One, what your thoughts would be on Forted now, uh, the last record nine, and then their new one, just because maybe I'm missing something on the new one. So I don't know. Maybe uh, if you're into it, I'll have you do that and give you a little review on the next podcast. You know. Don't have to play any music from him, but just give your thoughts. I I don't mind. As long as you have the time, that's the key. Yeah, well, next week I'm back in the office. <laughs> but that means I have commute time, too, to listen to music, so. Alright, right. so the next block is the only one that we have that's like four bands, because usually it just worked out that way. Usually it's three, but we worked out to four here. And I didn't do it on purpose, but three of the four are from Germany. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say three of the four are from Denver, and they're independent artists. No, uh, I think, I know the first guy is independent, the second one is independent, but not 
Assassin, nor Stallion. And Stallion, you've heard me talk about before. I, I I liked Stallion. Stallion was a um a standout while I was listening to all of that. Yeah. So uh, and I bought the vinyl, so I'm all giddy about that. Um, they were talking about putting it on tape, which I will do if they we ever get We love it the tapes. Just takes a while to get here. Um, anywho, uh, the first uh, artist is Equinox with the band Lucifuge, Lucifuge, uh, something like that, with the new record, uh, The One Great Curse. And this is one of those earlier records I heard this, earlier this year that I really fell in love with. Uh I didn't hear you comment too much on it. You didn't give any negative feedback, so I think you do like it. It's a bit of a black thrash metal stuff. Uh, then we have Shelf I, mean, I, th- I feel like, because well, I remember the name Lucifuge, mm-hmm. but I feel like I was just kind of like middle of the road with right. them. Uh, the only band in the group that's not from Germany and they're from Colombia is Shellfire, and this one caught me off guard just because I wasn't expecting any, I don't know much about them. It's a debut record called Reality and Other Tales of Terror. Uh, Very good thrash metal uh, from them in Colombia. Assassin, of course, with their Beastie Amundus. They've been around since the 80s, so they're well known, and they put out a beast of a record for sure. And, of course, as we mentioned, Stallion, uh, Slaves of Time, which came out this year. I have not heard any of their early releases, so I don't know quite how good those are, but I would definitely check them out when I can get a chance to. Uh, Stallion plays a hybrid of heavy metal and speed metal and thrash, so that's. I think that's why I like them. Yeah, <laughs> so we're gonna kick it off though at Lucifuge. Just as conjuration of destruction.
doing her stallion impression. Was that good or? That was pretty good actually. Uh, stallion Merchant of Fear from Slaves of Time. Definitely one of my highlights of this year. I really time. did dig stallion. Dig? Is that a thing anymore? Dig, yeah. yeah, yeah. I enjoyed. I dig it. Can I, you can dig it? Can you dig it? Yes, I can. <laughs> So we were talking a little bit, uh, how about, okay, so Shellfire you said was good, but not something you put on your top ten list. Maybe like my top eight out of ten list. How about Loose Fooge? I feel like there was another song that you heard that you liked I better. liked more than that one because you gave me like three to four, yeah. well, two to four songs per band because... Some of the bands that we had had six minute long. Right. So I think other Lucifuge songs I liked more. Not to say that I I dislike Lucifuge. I, I did like Lucifuge. However, if we're only. I, I'm being a judge on American Idol, and if this is what I'm judging you on, this one particular song, you are an eight. Assassin. Thumbs up. I think Assassin is, is great. But the problem, and this is the problem with many things that are, like, subjective. When you... I loved Stallion a lot. So you throw Stallion in there after Assassin, and an Assassin, like... Steals her thunder. Yeah, Assassin killed it, but then Stallion came in, and I'm like... So I've already given Assassin a 10 out of 10, but then Stallion comes in, I'm like, do, I, do I give them an 11 <laughs> out of 10? Because, and I get this too with lots of things um, with with kids, like with their athletics, with dance, with gymnastics, whatever. It happens all the time. It happens in the Olympics. It happens... Anytime there's something competitive, I've always heard that uh, it's best to be first or last because in the middle you get lost. So if you're an early person or a later person, you're remembered more just because that's like human nature. That That's how you remember things. So if Stallion and Assassin and Shellfire were on American Idol or America, whatever competition, I would probably be like, oh, hey, you're all good, but Stallion, oh, they had that little extra. So for me, Stallion. So give us a rundown of all your favorites. Oh, let tonight. me put my spectacles back on. Spectacles. Spectacles. Spectacle. My spectacles, testicles, wallet, and watch. <laughs> so in our list, Deftones was definite a yes. I really did. I liked Sonus Mortis, but it was a nine. Um, Nightfighter, yes. Invictus, yes. Uh, Aminesis, 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 yes. 
Inquisition. Again. They're gonna kill us at that because the last time we were discussing them, he had he came on the blog and actually corrected the pronunciation for it. But I was please. Like, so he was kind of just fucking with us about it because we were fucking it up. But please. we do not do it out of any mischief or anything else. We just are very bad at this with some of these band names. So Aminius is yes. Mm-hmm. Um. And we've been drinking, so that always is a good excuse. And then we had the block, the putrid pile. Mephistophelian, because I'm going to do that one for you. Ingested, and they all were... Great. They were all great. And then, great. And then we had Atomic Werewolf, which was another one, yeah. Shrapnel. Shrapnel is- was awesome, but not as good as Witches or Atomic Werewolf. So that that's a problem. I'm starting to rank them against each other, but not not like on their own. So, ugh. see, you're better at this because <laughs> you listen to Shrapnel's entire record and you're like, oh god, yeah, great. But me, well, yeah, you can only really judge by the songs you've and heard. Then, but and the then... thing is, is, we're putting them side by side of all of the Well, top there's no tens. competition here. This is just mainly like, what is your, like, what fits what you like? And obviously, I mean, shrapnel, like, if you took out all the black metal or like most of it and the, some of the stuff earlier and put just like the thrash, would shrapnel, do you think, make your best of list? That's I thought how, that's I, I how you kind of look at it. I thought I liked Witches more than Shrapnel. Mm-hmm. But maybe not Witches is a 10. Right. But. So Shrapnel would probably be about an 8 mm-hmm. for you. Or Atomic Werewolf would be a 10. Shrapnel, 8. Witches, 9. Lucifuge, like a 7 slash 8. Shellfire, here we are. We're hitting it up again. Shellfire and Assassin and Stallion. I feel like I could give them all a 10. Okay. So that leaves us with one track left. But we wanted to say thank you for everyone who's tuned into this. Uh, it was a joy doing it for you. Uh, hopefully, uh, if things pan out, Nick will be here next year to do another one for us. Maybe I'll try to get the music out to her a little earlier when I discover them so that she has a better, a little easier shot to listen to more songs from each record. Than I do think it is a little unfair to the bands because yeah you've only got like a little snippets here and there well and then it's like you you give it to me and then i'm listening and it's like i'm almost ranking them because you're like this is my my top tens right here and i'm like they're all great they're all really really good however now that you told me this is your favorite i'm ranking them in my mind already well, it's funny because I look at all these and I can sit there and say, well, I don't. they're all 10, so I enjoy every one of them on a certain but level. But see, you do this outside of saying, like, <laughs> when you come to me, you're like, I've already picked these. Right, right, These right. are my favorite. You do it kind of, like, indiscriminately, and you're like, I, I am listening to, the, to these bands. They are my 10s. Let's, you know, you'll listen to an album. Yeah. I like, I like what we did. God, it's been so long. Anubis wanted me to just try something. He said, pick a CD out of something you don't know 
and I I I picked what was it? You did too, and I was really happy with your reviews. The first one was Nocturnus, um, the key, and I loved the key. And then there was Metal it was Church, a Metal Church blessing in disguise. Yeah. So and you gave some really good reviews. I can't. I think it was on air. You did that. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't for Metal Tavern. Though. It might have been for another radio. I can't remember. It's been a while. But it, but the, it was very raw for me because I literally have never heard Nocturnus the Key or the Metal Church album ever. I knew who Nocturnus was. I knew Metal Church. I knew some of the songs. But what I love about a lot of musicians is they they sit down and when they're composing an album. It's an entire feeling. So, with Nocturnus, I, I, I told him, I'm like, go away. I'm laying on the couch. TV is off. Me, yeah, couch. You spent like a week with it. And you mm-hmm. were like, listening on the couch. And you were driving in the car with it. And all that stuff. So, that, that was a lot of fun. I, I was always anticipating what you were going to say about them, and you actually broke them down, and you, like, you know. You were, you were kind of, like, blown away, especially with Nocturnus. You were, because yeah. me, I'm like, it's about aliens, yeah. man. Zombies, you're like, aliens, you're like, uh, Christ you're like, coming back and killing Christ. You're like, <laughs> yeah, you got that? I was like, mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I feel like sometimes, and you might be right, if you gave me an album independently and said, listen to this, I instead of, because when you tell me these are your top ten. Well, I think what will happen is, and this obviously depends on where you're at career-wise, which we're hoping that you'll be home more. As 2021 kicks off, if I discover one or two records right away, like usually happens in January or February, then what I'll do is like, okay, I'll make note of them. Then I'm going to send you. You'll put it on the, right. the iPod. And, and you'll be like, you listen to this. I'm like, these have made my list so far. So here you go. Give them a whirl. Mm-hmm. Give your own thoughts. And then I might even like, you know, for some of the more name brand bands. Like, I think that if you sat down with Testament and Warbringer, those would probably be your own list. So you might be able, as the year goes on, create your own list to a degree. What you really liked. I hope I can, and the only reason that I, I, I mean, the almost last three years, I've been traveling so much, so when I'm home, and even, even when I'm away, this man here, this my man, my man, he, it's hard for me while I'm out on the ships to download things, or not not so much download, but stream things, he will compact them into MP3 format and send them to me so I can listen to... Even if it's his show, I'll be like, I, I need to hear your show, and he'll put it in MP3 format because while we're on the ship, it's like a satellite... Uh, it's... Yeah, well, it's very difficult. Yeah, to get it's it's like any kind of uh, bandwidth and all that. Well, yeah. So I'm hoping he can just let's make regardless. I got my things Regard- back in. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. We get the point. If I am sailing or if I am home, 
every time you hit an album this year, send it to me and I'll listen. And then that way I can make notes and say good, bad, in between. And then I can feel a little bit, I mean, I felt like, again, this sounds mean, but I felt like I was almost judging everybody because you're like, these, no, these are my best technically albums. Technically stating, like, for people that are listening, uh, this was actually a year where you actually liked a majority of, I mean, you didn't really like dislike anything. It's like, there was a couple that you're like, okay, whatever. But for the most part, you were really into a lot of it, and that's like that's really different from past. Like the past, you're like, I can't believe you like this fucking shit. What is this? <laughs> so it's really cool that like I kind of hit a bunch of uh, great spots with you with this. I, I feel like fifty percent of these, I was on the fence. Yeah, with like I was, and then I agreed with a lot of your stuff and. But, of course, some of that, like we said, which might be changed if you got to hear more from that record. So, we'll, we'll see how 2020 goes out. And then, again, I also feel like because coming up to our closer <laughs> and other bands that precede this, if you are a band that I love, I'm automatically going to give you... A better chance. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, yeah, because, like, some of these you had never heard of before, mm -hmm. but some of you were quite familiar with. So, this band that we're closing out with is one that you would definitely know. We've, <clears throat> we've met Peter. Yeah, right here on my t-shirt. From Poland, Vader. One of my favoritest bands. And their album, Solitude and Madness, was a, a phenomenal record this year. The thing I love about Vader is they're so cohesive and they're so loud. And when they played MDF a few years ago, uh, two or three years ago, like they played that one album. They weren't, they, they it was like one of those special things. They weren't, they played like a very old album. I was a little hesitant because I generally like a lot of the more, you know, last 20 years thing as, as opposed to the early 90s stuff. But uh, they played a 90s album in full and, like, it was just unbelievably great. <laughs> Peter, the band, was tight. Uh, it was inside. Uh, it was fucking amazing. The show was amazing. And, I mean, we've seen Vader two or three times. And oh, we've been, seen Vader three or four times. They've killed Every time they run Remember stage. the one time we saw them with Swashbuckle? Mm -hmm. It was a teeny... And I, I don't think Vader was anticipating this. It was a teeny tiny side stage. It was It was actually... Um, sonar. Sonar. And uh, it was the middle of the week. That's why one of the problems... It was like a Wednesday or some shit. Yeah, there was... But like it was, I think it was like my birthday, I think, or something. Well, we... It was Vader. It was Sonar. And it was... Why not? Why not go? And they played... The thing that gave us so much respect for them, there was about 26 of us there. And they played like it was 26,000 yeah. of us there. Full of energy. They weren't just going through the motions. They were just, just destroying it. And any band and artist that will get up 
can do that when you know you're probably not really feeling it because you'd rather be there. Yeah, they're like, what the fuck? I thought we're gonna be on the main stage, and then the club says, no, we're putting you over here in the side stage because not enough sales. Anywho. Anywho, I'm representing tonight in my Vader shirt. Yeah, we don't do video work, so... <laughs> well, I'm describing my black shirt with Vader uh, in gray. Attire. So we're going to close out here. Vader's uh, new release, a song called Bones. And it's amazing. We hope you all enjoyed this. See you all next week. Peace. Keep Thank you. Thank you.